Welcome to Season 3 of the Self-Care with Busi podcast, a season that is all about unlearning and learning. With each episode that you listen to, may you uncover those beliefs or thoughts that don't serve you. Unpack and unlearn them so you can make space for new thoughts and beliefs that will move you towards being the best version of you. Today we're having a conversation around goal setting and I want us to have a chat around some of the thoughts and beliefs that people may have about goal setting that might be very limiting to them. So I think to start things off, I know you're the founder of Goal Setting 101 and that's how I found you through Instagram. So can you just please give us a brief introduction and let people know who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, so I'm Amira, aka Goal Setting 101. I'm very like multi-passionate, so I'm into things like spirituality and yoga, but also very into like goal setting and being able to grow my business and have that balance between spirituality and the business side of me. So those are things that I'm passionate about. I also like I love to say I'm a plant mom and a dog mom. Like I have a lot of things in my life that I really love. I also am really into mental health and psychology because that's what I studied in school. So those are some of my passions. And yeah, I started Goal Setting 101 two and a half years ago, almost now, which is kind of crazy. And yeah, I just have loved being an entrepreneur. That's been one of my passions for helping people and myself with mental health. I'd love for us to also have a conversation around goal setting and the impact that it has on mental health. So I think it was a post that you put out recently, and I thought this would be a really interesting thing to touch on as well. So where did your passion for goal setting start? Yeah, it started from my mental health struggles. So when I was younger, I really struggled with depression and anxiety clinically. So Mm -hmm. I've even been on medication for depression and just had a lot of turmoil in my life from when I was younger. So that's where it kind of started from. And then I went off to school in university to study computer science. And this was something that I absolutely hated. Like I hate programming and I was just doing it because it felt like I should be doing it. And a lot of people set goals for that reason, right? It's like a certain path that we believe we have to be on. So I believe that I had to be on this path. And when I was in school, I became like even more depressed because it wasn't something that made me happy. And I'm all about the feelings and the goal setting process, actually doing things that feel good instead of things that you're just doing for no reason at all. Now, that pivot from doing computer science to psychology, psychology, how did that go for you? Like, was it an easy transition? Maybe even the conversation with your parents, because there might be someone who's watching thinking, I'm currently in a situation where I'm studying something and I know for a fact that it's not what I want to be doing. How did you navigate that conversation and that transition to something that you actually did want to be doing? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was seeing a psychologist at the time and I decided to do career counseling. And when I was doing the career counseling, he just went over over and over again that like, you know, what you're doing is not making you happy and it doesn't align with your future goals either. So that's something that I love to go over with people is what do you really want out of your future? And is this something that's going to bring you that? Because so many people like they want to make their parents happy in the current moment, but 
is that something that you really want in your future? In the is long that run. Yeah. yeah. So I was really lucky that my parents are really understanding of my pivot. They wanted me to do what I loved. And my mom also really wanted me to study psychology because she said like, it will help you a lot in learning about mental health and how the brain works too, because a lot of goal setting is kind of tricking the brain you know? So you kind of want to know how the brain works. So you could say, you know what, we don't have to do that anymore or the old ways of thinking and we can actually make a change. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you realize or decide that goal setting one-on-one was it that you're founding, starting this company and this is what you want to be doing and you did it? So I think it started long before I actually made the decision. I actually went on to write a thesis in my undergraduate and I was really into goal setting. It was something I was very passionate about because I was studying health psychology and I took a lot of classes around sports and health psychology and learning about even like how athletes set goals, right? And it always interested me to see how people could really make a change in their life. And when I was studying health psychology, I set a goal myself. And this was like the founding goal of what really made me passionate about goal setting. So in my first year of health psychology, I set a goal to practice yoga and I set a goal to practice yoga three times a week. And it was such a great goal that I actually ended up practicing yoga almost daily for like two years. Wow. So it was a huge lifestyle change for me going from being sedentary to actually being active. And it was all about setting a goal that actually worked for me because I always in the past wanted to work out. I wanted to exercise. I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to, you know, be active, but it wasn't something that made me happy. It was just something I felt I should be doing. So when I actually set the goal to practice yoga, I think that was like the starting point of planting the seed in myself that this is something that I can really help people with because I can make this change in my life. And I know that other people can as well. So when I was writing my thesis, I really wanted to write about goal setting and it didn't work out that way. I ended up writing on something else. So it was like life was like pivoting me to get eventually to the point where I even wanted to like do a master's in psychology and I didn't make it in. And it was like life telling me like that's not exactly right for you, right? And then after I was done school, I ended up starting my business. Within a few months, I ended up writing my first ebook, which was on goal setting as well. And then last year, I ended up extending it into a full-length ebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, (laughs) it was a long journey to get here, but it was, yeah, very enlightening. It's amazing how life can also just shift you from when you think, this is what I want to be doing. And it kind of just moves you in a direction where you realize, oh, there's actually something else that I really actually love. And you start doing that and you're like, oh, I'm happy that didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. So now in terms of the limiting beliefs and thoughts that people tend to have sometimes around goal setting, where they get to a point where they set goals and then they just don't get to accomplish any of those. What are some of the things that you've seen working with different people that they have, the beliefs and the thoughts that they have around goals that are not serving them in any way? So I've seen a few that are really big. And one of the biggest ones I've seen is all or nothing thinking patterns. So it's like, I have to do it all or I can't do it at all. (laughs) And that's like really, really limiting because no one is perfect. No one can show up to do anything 100% every day. Even like celebrities, even people who write big books and stuff like that, 
no one is showing up a hundred percent. Like we have to honor when we're, we need rest. We have to honor when we're sick. We have to honor all of those things. So I think that's one thing I always like to say, let's move towards all or something. You know, if you can't do your 30 minute workout today, how about doing like 20 pushups? Just do something instead of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that really helped me in my yoga journey too, is like when I couldn't show up to do a full practice, could I show up to sit and breathe? and to be with myself because that's also practicing yoga. So just finding a way to do something instead of nothing and keep being consistent, you know? Yeah. So that really helps with making those changes because it doesn't all happen overnight. I think it's one of the things I also noticed with myself. I think mm-hmm. there was a time where I'd have goals even with my podcast and I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. But then I put so many things to this goal, this one big goal that I'm not breaking Mm -hmm. things down and thinking, okay, I can tackle things in smaller chunks. And when I started doing that, that's when I'm like, oh, I can actually do this and build and keep adding things as I see how I can fit things. Mm -hmm. But as people, we tend to want to just start big or just like, we can't do it. If I can't start big, then what's the point? Let me not, not do it. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I always say like it's perfectionism. It's so bred into our society to be quote unquote perfect Mm -hmm. and no one is. Instagram gives us the illusion that people are perfect people and they aren't. So that's a big one, all or nothing. And then I'd say like another one is being realistic. Just like you said, we can't make all these big steps all at once. So we have to really break it down into smaller chunks into things that are realistic. So me going from being sedentary to practicing yoga every day, I had to make the decision to, you know what, let me start with three days a week and then let me build it up until I get to the point where I'm actually happy with my activity levels. And the other thing I would say is indecision. When we're making decisions on our goals, a lot of people find it hard to decide what to do next because it's such a big goal. It's like, what do I do next? So a lot of people, for example, I was working with somebody who wanted to create their website and they couldn't decide which website builder to use. So they just didn't build their website for months because they couldn't make a decision. So it's all about just jumping in and going with your first decision and knowing that you can change. If somebody says, okay, I realize that I'm struggling with goals, like I Mm -hmm. set goals, but I never really can figure out how to make things happen and get to a point where I'm doing those little things and I'm building up to a point where I have that big goal achieved. So how do you work with people to help them unlearn some of the habits that they may have or thoughts and beliefs that they may have with goals to actually instill things and start doing things that help them move forward? I think one of the big things, like I always say in goal setting, we're all unique, right? So I like to talk to people and I like to listen to them because that's really what we need as human beings. We need to be heard and we need to be understood. So when somebody can sit on the other end of a call or like at a table and listen to you and listen to what's going on in your life, we tend to also fix our own problems when we get to talk it out, right? (laughs) Yeah. So when we're talking about our problems, we realize, oh, like now that I'm hearing myself say this out loud, I can kind of see where I need the help. I love that approach from the sense that it's not a one size fits all. You're not saying just do these steps and everything will be fine for you, but we need to figure out what's happening in your life. And we tailor whatever you start doing based on the things that make the most sense for you and your lifestyle. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why I work with a lot of the current self versus your dream self, because all of our current selves are different. 
So we have to really tailor things, as you said, to where we are right now. And I think oftentimes we kind of try and tailor it to where we want to be. And we have to come back to like the moment, okay, where am I right now? And how can I make a change in who I am? Instead of jumping to exactly who we want to be. Because we're always making progress. So now to, to somebody who might be listening and they're thinking, okay, I think I do struggle with goal setting and actually achieving the goals. At what point do they know that, okay, I think this is the time that I should be reaching out to Amira? So I think it's when you're ready to change. Not everyone is ready to make a change, even though they want to be. You have to really be willing to say like, okay, I'm ready to make a change. And that's when is the best time to reach out to me. I actually, (laughs) I love that you said that because so many people can say they do want change, Mm -hmm. but until you are actually ready to put in the work, because you're not going to wave a magic wand and then things magically fix themselves in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. They need to actually take the action and do things to help themselves move. Right. So that is, that's a big one. I think. Yes, (laughs) it is a good one. (laughs) And then with goal setting and mental health, can you just Mm -hmm. take us through that, your thought process and what you think around goal setting and how it can have an impact on mental health. One of the things I learned in school is the importance of resilience. And we are always going to be coming up against struggles in life. But the important thing on keeping yourself mentally healthy is actually to be resilient. And when a change comes, you face it and you deal with it. So I think goal setting is a thing that can really help us with our resilience. So when you set a goal, you're committed to it. And even when changes come up, you can make a change to adapt to whatever comes up in your life. So that's where we can really learn that my mental health may not be the best, but I always have the power to change it. And I think that's the importance of goal setting is that we always have that power within us to change our lives. And maybe it's just one small thing. Like maybe you start waking up five minutes earlier every day and it's like super small, but it really catapults into a bigger change. And when you have depression, like I did, it was really hard for me to like get out of bed in the morning, you know, like that's a struggle sometimes. And instead of forcing myself to do something that didn't make me happy, it was about making those small changes in different parts of my life, like practicing yoga. And then yoga boosted my mood and that helped me change other things in my life too. So it's all about resilience and setting goals in a way that, you know, it works for you. I always say that, like, we want to find what works for you and let go of what doesn't because it doesn't make sense to carry all of this, like what I should be doing, or this is the perfect way to do it. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. (laughs) You're going to be happier doing something that feels good for you. That's something that I also like to work with when I work with clients is how do you feel about your goal? You know, it sounds a little psychologist, like, you know, how do you feel about something? But I often find that when we can acknowledge how we feel, it'll really bring out what we need. So sometimes somebody sets a goal and I'm like, okay, how does that goal feel for you? Like, do you feel like you can complete it? And they're like, no. And then they tell me all the reasons why they can't complete it. And it's like, all right, then that might not be the perfect goal for you. But then I ask some people and they're like, I can definitely complete this by the end of the week. And I'm like, great. I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's all about how you feel. (laughs) Yeah. So the one question that I usually will ask somebody I'm having a conversation with is how do you take care of yourself? So now I know you're doing yoga and you put in the work, you know, but can you elaborate a bit more maybe on other things that you might not have mentioned on how Amira takes care of herself? 
Yeah. So another way, like I always take like supplements because I didn't like being on antidepressants and I know that I have like, I'm more prone to mental health issues. So I started looking at my nutrition and actually boosting my nutrition in different ways. That's one thing I do. I practice yoga. Sometimes I dance. That's a great way to like get out stuck energy. And then I also had a post recently about four types of rest. And after learning these four types of rest, so the four types of rest are sleep, And I always make sure that I sleep seven to nine hours a night. That's like a non-negotiable for me. I need my sleep. Another one is playing. So playing games, reading, doing something that really feels good for you. I mentioned plants earlier. Plants are a great way to boost your productivity. And also seeing like green um, and grounding colors around you can be very calming. So that really helps my mental health. And then meditation is another big one. So just being able to sit with yourself and breathe. And you don't have to show up a lot. Like it could be like two, three minutes a day. But once you're like really checking in with yourself every day, I think that's important. I drink a lot of tea and <laughs> drinking tea right now. Yeah, I'm making sure to hydrate and nourish my body. And then the other thing that I love to do is I honor my natural flow. So I'm not a very routine oriented person and I could easily, you know, set goals to make myself be on a routine, but I'm all about doing what works for you. And for me, it's really hard to wake up at the same time every day or sleep at the same time every day. It just doesn't work for me. So even working with coaches, they're like, you have to honor what feels good for you. And for me, that means doing what I need to do for the day and then resting or waking up when I need to, just honoring what I feel that day. So some days I wake up and I'm tired and I honor that. Some days I wake up and I have energy and I work a lot but I'm never doing the same thing every day. I'm always changing and adapting. That is another big one for me because I think sleep is one of those things that I don't have a pattern to say, okay, maybe 10 10 p.m. every day I'm going to bed, 6 a.m. I'm waking up. And I've read things that say, oh, you need to wake up at a certain time or the same time every day for your body Mm -hmm. to get into that flow. And it just hasn't been working for me. It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe it's just one of those things. I'm just different from everybody else. Yeah, This works for everyone else, but I'm going to I'm going to rest when I feel like I need to rest. If, if yeah. my body's telling me you need more sleep, then I'll, I'll do that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's good to hear that it's actually a normal thing for you to yeah. not be having to wake up at the same day. At the same time, I mean, every single day. Thank you so yeah. much for the conversation. Like, this yeah. has been such a really great conversation. I love yes. having a conversation with you. And I think everybody should be following you on Instagram. <laughs> so <you>. do <laughs> check her out at goalsetting101 on yeah. Instagram. And then your website, is it goalsetting.com? I know I was on there. It's but uh, I, the goalsetting101. The goalsetting101. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to reach out to you, yeah, how do they do that? Website, Instagram? Yeah, you could reach out to me anywhere. You could find my email on my website or send me a DM on Instagram and we can connect. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Amira. <laughs> Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Self-Care with Boosie podcast. My name is Boosie. Thank you for listening.